He backwards and long jumped all the way to God. <laughs> you know, there's, there's several patches after this uh, speed run. Welcome back. We're all at school again. Yes. One of three boys in town. One out of three boys back in town. So I'm back in my dorm room, so if the audio is worse, that is why. Or if I can't remove all of the furniture moving that's been going on. Are you a haunted grant? No, I have upstairs neighbors, and they don't know how to exist on the second floor. I see. I know I've complained about this before, uh, but it's still an ever-present annoyance any case sam you're also back at college but yes. all that means is you have to wake up slightly earlier um yeah i guess so <laughs> <laughs> uh i don't i woke up earlier like the last few semesters this is like the semester with my latest er first classes okay all right, so Sam, what classes are you taking this semester? This semester? That's right. I'm taking uh, an upper division stats class. I think it was like, I think it was called like research methods and analysis. And after this class, I'll decide whether or not I'll do a stats minor. So is this class required? Uh, it's one of the classes you can take for a stats minor. I mean, like, for your major as it stands. Nope. Like, why are you taking this class then? To decide whether or not I'll do a stats minor. <laughs> Fair enough. And, like, I have... N nothing else came to mind on what I should take. You couldn't find another psych class to fill this gap? Nothing else interested me. Fair enough. That when it came to, like, psych classes that aren't, like, that don't, like, meet requirements for the major, nothing really interested me that I didn't already take or already took or am going to take right now. So you're finally reaching the end of your psych classes? I think so, yeah. That's good to hear. And one of the classes that meets... that ha fulfills one of the requirements is my cognitive lab psych or cognitive psych lab you mentioned your psych major had some weird requirements about labs yeah i was like you need to take at least one lab and before you could take the lab you need to do research methods and and the lecture for the lab you want to take so there's no like a co-requisite lecture and lab no, it's not a co-rec. Okay. You just do the lecture first, and then you'll be able to take the lab. You don't do them at the same time. Huh. So you're testing the waters with your stats class. You're getting your lab out of the way. Anything else to do in this semester? I'm also doing just a general... Uh, just a... I think it's my last upper division gen ed requirement for history. Doing a history of modern Me Mexico. 
What's the ancient modern divide in Mexico? I don't know. We haven't had the first class yet. <laughs> I imagine ancient is defined as everything up to Spain. You think Spain's the dividing line? I think it'd be Spain or the Aztec Empire. That'd probably be the dividing line. I don't know. I feel like it'd be more recent because I know for like modern America, it's like post reconstruction is considered like modern. So you'd think it'd be like, I don't know. I don't think what happened around that time in Mexico. Like maybe like the Zapatistas stuff rolling around. Sam will get to that later and understand that whole shenanigan. That'd probably be a dividing line of like old versus modern Mexico. Yeah, Sam will inform us later on <laughs> where the dividing line actually is. Yeah, this was the only class that was canceled the first week. That's always fun. <laughs> Because, like, it's a Monday-Wednesday class, didn't have class Monday, and then Wednesdays was canceled because he was having a kid. <laughs> or, you know, going to be born, whatever. Yeah, and the main reason I'm taking this one as opposed to any other is that two people I know are going to be taking the class, and I hadn't, and my entire time in college, I've never coordinated classes, so I figured, hey, why not? Friends taking classes is definitely a good reason to take a GE. And the most fun in a GE I took with a friend. Most fun I ever had in a class. Friends do make classes much nicer. I think I've got two more upper div GEs left, but I think I'm down to my last two. I think it's the area C and the area D. I'm up to one right now. I'm down to one GE I have to do because the UCs are stupid and like, you know what, fuck it. We're gonna make you do an American <laughs> history class again for no reason. <laughs> I've taken no upper div classes, but my major covers upper div A, which is the critical thinking, upper div B, which is the math and science. So I know I need to do upper div C, which is the humanities, and I think I need to do upper div D, which I think is the history. D is history. Thank you. I'm going to try and do a summer course and have it be a history of California, because that sounds interesting. I know I took a test on history of California, but I didn't. Uh, I didn't actually take a class on well, it. It sounds more interesting than like freaking colonial America or whatever. Oh, of course, it's gonna be more relevant. It's yeah. the thing. I live here. <laughs> but yeah, looking at my paper, area area D is fulfilled by my major. Really? Okay. I guess that makes sense. My guess would be C would be covered by your major, though, because that feels like it aligns more. Yeah, and I did a and I did upper division area B last semester. But anyway, my last the last class I'm taking this semester is positive psych. That's like the only like just general psych class that I was interested in taking. What do you mean by positive psych? Like positive. I to emit positive vibes. Yeah, is this just like, just vibing? Like, think good thoughts sort of thing? Yeah, that kind. Okay. Is it like a where do they come from? How are they made? And so why be stressing when you could be vibing? Yeah, and it's my online class. 
Oh, it's online as well. <laughs> yep. That sounds awesome. Are you going to do it like you did your music appreci- appreciation and do everything on the last weekend? Uh, nah. <laughs> I can't do it this time. There are actual Ouch. due dates. <laughs> I hate to see it happen. Uh, the first, the first day that like, or the first wave of stuff that's due will be due on Friday, this Friday, upcoming. <laughs> and uh, I read in, I, I don't remember if it was in the syllabus or the email she sent, but she says that like, for our class, uh, <laughs> the school week begins on Saturday, <laughs> and ends on Friday. <laughs> Oh, okay. Because generally, like people, because generally students will wait to do things to the last minute, and if they try to message her during the weekend, she's less likely to respond. So she made the end of the quote unquote school week Friday. Okay, that was a way of saying all the due dates are like Friday midnight, so you can't just wait until like Sunday at eleven p.m. to start working on it. Yeah, partially that too. <laughs> What's interesting, because uh, my work also has the same first day of, of the work week, being Saturday. Shouldn't it be Tuesday morning? Boo. <laughs> Boo. That's just when we get our shipments. <laughs> Is it actually when you get your shipments? Huh. We get it Tuesday in the morning. And by morning, I mean 6 a.m. Well, that would be definitely in the morning. Luckily, I have school, so I never work that. <laughs> so it sounds like you've got three real classes, well, one of which being online, and then a GE class, and then some number of choir stuff? And then two, two one-unit choirs, as okay. usual. And it all adds up to 15, because the math class is four units. I guess the math works out. I don't know how much site classes are weighted. They're all just... Uh, they're all just three units like other classes. Okay. Yeah, so what are your expectations of this semester, Sam? Is this going to be a nice, easy jaunt? Or is this going to be actually, like, you're going to have to focus on these classes? Or what are your overall thoughts on how this semester is going to go? So no comment on the the history class, because I haven't seen yet. (laughs) It's a mystery. Ooh. Hopefully you guys get to skip the shitty first uh, day. With the math class, I'm going <laughs> to... I forgot my stance of doing math from high school. Your power and that's stance like, of doing math? Your JoJo pose of math? What's your stand <laughs> in math? <laughs> <laughs> my stand quadratic formula will be your Pythagorean <laughs> theorem. <laughs> my stand Anova. <laughs> so you said your stance on math? Or like my work <laughs> ethic for math, I mean. I forgot how like I didn't do as well as I thought I would last semester because I didn't treat it like I did math in high school. In that <laughs> I didn't always do the work uh in college while I always did the work in high school. <laughs> So you didn't do, like, most of the stats work? Yeah, at the very least, not when I should have done it. Yeah, we went over this last episode, or maybe it was two ago, where you waited until the very last minute to do all of the homework. Yep. 
So you've learned from your mistakes. You're going to improve. Yes. <laughs> we'll check back on that. <laughs> the lab class. I feel like it'll be easier than the lecture. Because it'll be more doing activities. That sounds fun. What sort of activities? You're going to go and like prank people? Like, no, everything's okay. <laughs> Vibe. <laughs> Vibe checks. That's what they are. They're vibe checks. That's a cognitive psych class, so that's going to be like, what makes you feel that way? Well, it's not so much a, what makes you feel that way. It's more of a, let me think, the example, like, the quote, like, the fake example of experiment she gave in class would be like, how does the color of a word affect the response time? And like, what about the frequency of the words and whatnot? Like if you're showing people colored words? Or colors. Colored words. Uh, I did an online quiz like this. It hurts your mind when you see like the word yellow, but all the letters are blue. And then they ask you, okay, what color is the word? And, like, you're supposed to say blue, but the word is saying yellow. Yeah, that's a nightmare. Like that. It's like that, but not with just words. And not as... Not, not everything is a headache. <laughs> so, like, you show a picture of a dog and it says There are cat. things that, like, test, like, hearing and whatnot. How would a hearing one work? So, like, you show, like, a picture of a dog and, like, you show the word cat. Or, like... Bird, bear, octopus. Yeah, I'll find out for sure. <laughs> so how does the hearing one work? Uh, the hearing thing I was thinking of was more like if you're focusing on listening, listening to stuff in one ear while your other ear also receives sounds, what you will remember. That is an interesting one. Uh, the answer for me is neither. <laughs> I've, I've done that a lot no it's like I'll, they clash like, with each other and cancel out but that's that's how it works for me when I've got I have like an earpiece in and I've got like music going with the lyrics if someone's talking to me I'm not gonna remember anything from that conversation cause it's like their voices clashing with the music or if I'm in a if I'm in a loud place and like I'm listening to someone else's conversation while I'm listening to like my friend's conversation I'm just gonna remember neither conversation I don't know what the actual psych stuff does, but for me, it cancels out. <laughs> I just catch myself paying attention to one and not the other, so I remember only one. Another thing I remember for from cognitive is, like, how many things you'll remember in short term. And it's and it ran, usually ranges from 7 plus or minus 2. What are those so, like, if you're told... What is the measurement I'll, that this is supposed to mean? Yeah. What are the I mean, I know you can't measure, like, mental capacity or anything like that, but what are these numbers supposed to mean? Like, say, if you're told to... Uh, like, say, if you're to remember a sequence of numbers and they gave you, you like... You did this to us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this, this is on one of my live streams. Yeah. Yes, it was. <laughs> yeah, I've done this to you. <laughs> Yeah, for those of you who don't watch my live streams. Live stream. Um, <laughs> no, I've done it more than once. Well, I've been on one. Yeah, you have. Yeah, you've been on one, but I've I've live streamed multiple times. 
get insulted on my own podcast. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> no, the uh, the experiment was like um, Sam reads off a list of numbers, and our goal is to remember them all in order. And uh, the the experiment was just like, yeah, we can't. We remember certain ones because of how human brains work. Like remember like the first couple numbers, and then the last couple. Stuff in between just sort of gets sloshed around. Yeah. I think I did okay. I think I remembered like the first four or five. But I feel like not that good. So Grant, before I let myself go into a tangent, how are your classes? <laughs> I was going to start talking about Mindfield, but that's a major tangent. So what are your classes <laughs> like this uh, quarter? Semester? Yeah, so I pulled it up because I've got trouble remembering the names. So... I'm only taking 12 units this semester, but all 12 are uh, core classes, and two of them are labs. So it's going to be a decently hard uh, semester, even though I'm taking like the bare minimum to be a full-time student. So I'm taking uh, Signals and Systems, which is basically Fourier Transforms, the class. Um, if any of you have worked with audio, you probably experienced... Why would we work with audio? <laughs> I mean, as an example, like, if you deal with any kind of, like, signal, but audio is the easiest, what, like, what audio is, is just a waveform, and that can be described with functions, and Fourier transforms can separate, like, functions that have been combined together... So you can like change things individually, like autotune. Autotune is just a bunch of Fourier transforms trying to make everything like change pitch and speed while still sounding natural. So this is so the class signals and systems is about dealing with that, where it's using Fourier transforms to work on different signals. I'm then taking um, digital circuit design with the Verilog, and then the lab for that class. So Verilog is a programming language that describes how a circuit is built. So um, if any of you have coded in any language, if Jack's listening to this, he'll he'll type something about Visual Basic on the comments and I'll make fun of him. But uh, I did the basic one in seventh grade for a programming class. Of course you did. Hey. Such a garbage language. I had a hard time with it because I'm stupid. <laughs> It's also an awful language to use, so I don't blame you. Um, so, like, a language like Visual Basic or like C, it's sort of like high level, where, um, like, you're just uh, describing what you want code to do, while Verilog is you're describing what you want components to do. So it very much is, it's like building a circuit, but with, like, code blocks instead of actual, like, physical components. So it seems like fun. I would have to buy very expensive equipment if I didn't have friends who already took the class, so uh, thankful for friends. I'm then taking a the Intro to Microcontrollers class in the lab for that class. Um, this is... Uh, so I've taken like the theory class for this one already, where it's described how all the things behave, but then this class is just like the applications of the previous class, where it's how do you use like microcontrollers 
where microcontroller is just like the bare bones of a computer that can perform simple tasks. So like while a computer has like a processing unit and a lot of memory and something like to display, these microcontrollers are like just a like basic processor, basic memory, and a bunch of LEDs. So it's like a computer but small. And then building with those. And then the last class, um, so that's 11 units right there, because every non-lab is three units, every lab is one unit, I was up to 11. So for my last class, it is um, professional engineering practices. So this is just a class about um, how do you get a job? How do you find like what company would be good to work for? How to plan for your retirement? Stuff like that, that's gonna be like useful no matter where I like take this degree. And that's my class list for this semester. Sounds technical. It is. How are the classes? So I have been to all of them. It's really hard to judge in this first week how difficult these are going to be. Um, so I know my signals and systems is going to be really math heavy. And depending on how hard these equations are, that class could be anywhere from like difficult to like crazy hard. Um, the Verilog class seems like it's going to be the easiest because it is... It is just like a coding class, but the code, you deliberately want to code it in a non-complicated way just because of how it simulates building the circuit. So that class shouldn't be too difficult. And then once I get all the equipment from my friend, it'll just be building little circuits. The microcontrollers class is probably gonna be the hardest one, especially because um, it is going to be it's coding on a device that I've never used before called um, the Picket 4. And then it's going to be, uh, so the professor has sent out um, a list of programs to download and like a specific um, software, specific coding language and a specific compiler. So there's gonna be a lot to learn for that class. And then we're gonna have to do a whole bunch of labs and I've heard the labs can be quite long. Yikes. And then the professional engineering practices, uh, the instructor has just said that if you do all the work, you're guaranteed an A, but you're going to get out like as much as you put in. So if you want to actually like gain something from the class, you have to put in effort. So that one, it's just a guaranteed A, but I do want to put in effort because the class seems really useful in the long term. But I am kind of scared for the microcontrollers class just because of the amount of stuff I now have to learn very quickly. Do be like that. Yeah. I'm sure on a later episode, after I've gone through a few more weeks, I'll be able to see if I was right or not. But for now, I'm hopeful. And there's only, like, one class that I'm actually worried about, but not worried enough to, like, actually stress. Just worried enough to put a little more effort in. You mentioned you had a tangent you wanted to go on, Simon. Yeah, I was going to talk about Minefield. Minefield? Yeah, it's the Vsauce thing that used to be behind the YouTube Red Paywall, but it isn't anymore. At least I noticed just now that it isn't anymore. I never watched it, even though I had YouTube Red, because that's never what I used YouTube for. Well, I I like Vsauce, so... They do make good content. <laughs> yeah, it's just, like, really interesting experience, like, experiments and, like, here's a way to think about something. 
It's like, oh, that's very interesting. I never thought about that that way. Like they uh, did the trolley problem in real life to people. I hope you guys know the trolley problem. Everyone knows the trolley problem. Yeah, like they like fully convinced people that like have the rail car drift so it takes out them. both groups. So out of this group, they didn't say how many people were in this group of people that they tested. But I want to say it's probably around like 15 or 20 people. Only two people pulled the lever. In this one, was the lever diverting it to kill only one instead? Yeah, killing one person instead. Only two people pulled the lever to kill the one person. Everyone else froze up and didn't do anything and let the other people die. Was it a freeze up or was it a deliberate not pulling the lever? Freeze up. Like, they like were like, I don't know what to do. I'm scared. Yeah, that's a valid yeah. reaction. It's one of humanity's three reactions, fight, flight, or freeze. Mm-hmm. So, freezing is a genuine response. I can see deliberately not pulling the lever as a response, because... You're not technically killing them? Yeah, if five people die, you're not at fault through inaction. That's not how the justice system works. But you pulling that lever is deliberately killing that man, or that person, I mean. But if you just let the trolley kill five people, it's not your fault. There's no blood on your hands. Because you can't be guilty through inaction. I think in some moral like point of views, at least how I would think of it morally, like by not acting to save those people, you are like complicit in their death. Like you let it happen. But you could say that about any number of that's things. That's true, but like that's how I think of it. But then you are saying that their lives are worth more than this man's life, and then you are taking a man's life. Like knowing and with malice aforethought you are killing a man i do think deliberately not pulling the lever is a valid response like beyond the freezing and not knowing what to do i can see yeah i can see pulling the lever because of the numbers game of five to one but i can also see deliberately not pulling the lever as it's not your fault and then you have to live with killing a man you also live with watching five people die and not doing anything about it that would happen if you didn't have the lever in front of you. Like, if you were walking there and you didn't have the levers... Yeah, that's also true. That trolley would still hit five people. Yeah. Yeah, you can't be guilty through inaction. Sam, are you with me? Would you not pull the lever? Or are you with Simon and No, Paul? legally, you can't get tried for... Uh, if you watch someone get murdered and you don't try to stop the uh, murderer, you can be tried for it as accessory to murder. But that's way harder to prove. That's also true. And it's way easier to prove, hey, you pulled this lever and it deliberately caused a man's death. Yeah, that's actually a crime. But you see, you see, lawyer, judge, it was the trolley problem. (laughs) 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 And morally, I had to do it. God. (laughs) I'd love to. I swear. (laughs) You see, your honor, there were five people on one track. had to kill that man (laughs) it was the numbers what about you sam would you pull the lever most people actually would answer yes to that question i believe that and i would answer yes to that question i would pull the lever because of the numbers game i don't know i'd be more hesitant sam Mm, pull the lever crunk (laughs) yes my response is have someone else pull the lever (laughs) (laughs) But you're the only person who can pull the lever. You're all alone. Why am I alone? No, Vsauce is there, isn't there? Well, no, Vsauce is watching you through a camera. Like, the point of it is that, like, you fully believe that these people are going to die. 
Hey, Vsauce. Michael here. I'm going to trick these people into thinking they're about to murder people. <laughs> I'm an accessory to murder. Welcome to mine. Minefield. Their expressions when they pull the lever are actually really interesting. I'll probably just send you guys the link so you can guys you can just watch that bit. Yeah, I'm sure the video is really interesting. But anyway, we don't have time to just watch that video. No. But if you want to, a link will be in the description below. <laughs> <laughs> so why did that tangent come up again? Just wanted to talk about uh, it? No, because we were talking about uh, positive psych and like, I remember, oh yeah, minefield. Oh, okay. That's just... sort of about that sort of thing. <laughs> No, they did the Stanford prison experiment? No fucking way. Oh. You know, oh, that's... No. It's not a real experiment. Have you seen... Have you seen Knowing Better's video on it? No. Uh, no, I have not. I'll send that to you. He covers most of the reasons why most people don't consider it a real experiment anymore. It's not just about the Stanford prison experiment. It's also a bit about the um, the study from the 50s about uh, electrocuting people for getting questions. Oh, yeah, they mentioned that one. Yeah, I remember that one, too. Yeah, so this is, it's knowing better. He talks about why that... Um, Isn't an experiment. It's more just torturing people. Yeah, well, there's, there's many problems with the Stanford Prison Experiment. One of which is torturing people. That's that's not the actual problem. The actual problem is the experimenter getting physically involved with the experiment. Um it's uh they knew the result they wanted to get before the experiment began oh it's one of those sorts they, of things um they coached all the guards like um a couple of the ex-cons they had helping them coached the guards on like how to torture people and then the experimenter um uh, was telling the guards you need to be tougher you need to like exercise your authority it's like how crazy it is that these people became sadistic after we ordered them to become sadistic. That sort of thing. I think that's almost a more interesting uh, experiment, like how you can just do that to people and be like, okay. Well, also only a third of the guards turn sadistic, so even even then, yeah, it's not a real experiment. All right, so the semester's begun. How much money have you guys spent on school so far? So for me, I've been at school for one week, and I've had to spend, let me do a wee bit of math. I've had to spend over $2,000 in the past one week just to maintain myself at school. That's like buying all your textbooks and buying food and stuff? Uh, it doesn't count food. I don't usually count food in like money I spent on college because I'd have to buy food anyway. So things like food and things like gas I don't normally count in determining how much college costs unless I've done nothing but like drive to and from school. But because I live on campus, I walked all my classes. So all like the gas I use is stuff for personal activities. So I don't count it as part of uh, going to school. But so I've had to spend a thousand dollars for rent uh, for the next month. I so all my tuition was about eight hundred dollars for the semester because I get significant financial aid. I don't have to spend the actual four grand it would normally cost. I spend less. I've spent over a hundred bucks on textbooks. I've spent over two hundred dollars on a parking pass. I've just spent a lot of money. That's for sure. What about you guys? 
what do you guys have to spend to maintain your college lives? Now, do you want me to count the stuff that my parents, like, basically pay for, but it's still school-related? I mean, what things are those? Uh, fees. Your parents cover your fees for you? Yeah, I'd, I'd count that, because yeah. that's still money that's got to be paid to the school for you. Okay, because there's like $800 in school fees. Then I spent $200 on books. Uh, $100 on a parking pass. Man, that's it. Because I don't pay tuition. Oh, I forgot. Your father was injured um, on active service. Yep. I don't pay tuition, but we still have to pay the fees. All the that's never non- really much money. I don't remember. I mean, his fees are the same as my tuition. So, I mean, it's not trivial. It's still a decent amount of cash. About, like, fees at my school, I think they don't amount to more than like $1,000 for like a whole year. And outside of tuition, I don't have to pay very many fees. For me, it's like under $50 a year in fees. Because nearly everything is covered by the tuition. What kind of fees do you have to pay that's equaling like $800 <laughs> I don't know I don't look at him or it's more of it's been a really long time since I actually like looked at them individually that I don't remember what they are fair enough Simon do you have more oh, let me see what the fees are because I do have fees to pay I do have a uh, student health services fee there are lab fees but they're not $800 worth of fees they're like 20 to 30 bucks Sounds about right. It says, uh, for a student of my standing and where I live, the campus-based fees are $1,875 for a whole year, which is a lot. Holy cow. Yeah. What does that cover? I don't even know. (laughs) Does it just say these are the fees? It just says amount. That's never nice. I think it's just like you need to pay. We will not tell I you think why. Because like you get like free tutors, um, like unlimited free access to the library. I think like stuff like that, that's where that goes to. Like I think it goes to like campus orgs too. Cause they can just like pull out money to or sure that goes to that. Because like you can go on like hiking trips and like stuff like that into like the mountains pretty far away for free. For sure that's why that costs like two grand. Even still, you're just speculating at this point. Like, it doesn't say... What this is being spent on. These are for, like... But, yeah, you know, we're talking about America right here. It's going to be very skimpy on the details of why they need two grand. Anyway, uh, for my expenses... Um, initially, before I uh, came here, I thought I was going to have to pick up student loans to pay for tuition. But then, like, at the last second, my parents are like, actually... We're gonna pay for this for you, for your tuition and uh, how uh, housing, and a very small allowance for uh, food. So, my tuition, like for pretty much, and, and my parents, my grandparents were gonna pay for my books. So, I'm pretty covered for school. So, like, all things told, for this quarter, for like tuition classes, fees, uh, and rent, and utilities. It all came out to $6,500 for this quarter. 
And that's rent for the entire quarter? Yeah. Well, that's not bad at all. It's, and that and, and that includes utilities and internet, which is pretty good. I know, MassCode says that free unlimited because it's easier. But we're also paying a lot more in uh, yeah, we, for housing. Yeah, I'm pretty sure like that extra housing goes to the internet. So, you know, it's not really free, but it's free. Yeah, for my whole semester, it's probably going to cost me nearer 11 grand but like 10 grand of that is just housing because it's a thousand dollars a month that's no, not 10 months it's only about five months for 15 weeks no so my cost of like everything is going to be around six grand ish six to seven because i'm going to have to be here for about five months so that's about five thousand dollars for just housing on its own mm. and then like my tuition and textbooks together were just below a grand this semester. And then like a parking pass and um, various small fees. Yeah, it's probably around six and a half grand will be the final cost for this semester for me. And most of that's getting covered. So my grandparents, when I was born, uh, I believe it was a bunch of government bonds. It was some government-sponsored tuition program and that's where basically all of my college has been drawing from from this point so i haven't had to get a loan yet but if i go the money's not going to last uh, over four years so if my degree ever runs a bit long i have to start paying like either out of pocket or um get a job again yeah like pretty much what i pay for I pretty much have like 150 bucks a month for food and anything else I would need to be gas. That's not a lot for food. It isn't. I'm going to keep it real with you, Chief. <laughs> so like, that's mainly what I think about when I think expenses, like how am I going to pay for food? And I've been pretty good about that. And like, luckily I, my parents live nearby. So like I eat out with them like once a week. So like I get one free meal a week. Just... Just to raid the fridge every time. Yeah, pretty of much. It's like, yeah, this is mine now. This is going to the cause. <laughs> but luckily, I live right next to a Costco. So, oh, Costco's yeah, Costco is a freaking godsend. <laughs> I don't have a physical Costco card. I'm just on my parents. So, I don't go to the one near me because I can't get in. But, like, whenever I'm like buying food with friends, like, buying it at Costco is just the best. It is. I have a Costco card. Thank Christ. Because I would yeah. starve. <laughs> <laughs> See, I don't buy enough on my own to justify getting one. But whenever, like, my friend of the Costco card says, like, he needs to go shopping, I'm always free to tag along. <laughs> yeah, I'm like that with my roommates. Because it is just... Yeah, it is just the best store to shop at. Like, for mm -hmm. food. Like, hands down. The only problem is storing it afterwards, but I mean, <laughs> if that's your problem, it's not like, it's not a bad deal. And luckily I do have like an Albertsons and a Target nearby, so like I can buy, you know, things in normal quantities for an okay price. <laughs> yeah, I probably spend like probably double that on food every month. I probably spend closer I to I wish I had $300 a month to spend. <laughs> 
I think I'm almost going to varies month to month. I haven't actually like calculated how much I spend on food. That's one of the areas where I'm really living that live when it comes to things. Where I'm fine with spending a bit more on food because it is food. Mm-hmm. There are certain areas where I will be incredibly frugal and spend next to no money, but food is not one of those areas. I don't eat out, though, because I know that's, that's a massive drain when it comes food. to spending money. So I don't eat out, like, like hardly at all, but I will spend quite a lot when I go to the store. Like, last quarter, for because I got a uh, scholarship for, like, 700 bucks a quarter. But, like, That's last nice. quarter, for some reason, it didn't go to my tuition. It, I just got a check in the mail, so it's $700. <laughs> so, like, I got to live well last quarter, but... This quarter, it went to my tuition, so I didn't get $700 directly, so now I have to struggle. Ah. Yeah, it's annoying. Because of my little brother going to college and then my mom changing jobs, like, the amount of money I've gotten via loans has changed a lot. So, like, my first year, I got, like, most of my tuition, save for, like, a little bit covered by loans. Then my second year, I lost all of it. Because we passed the uh, the um, income threshold, and then this year, because my brother's also now in college, I got the loans back because we like we're back under the threshold. But it took it took a really long time for the loan to enter my account this time, like it had, like um, like school had already begun. I think it was on the Wednesday was when the loan finally got added to my account, so I was able to pay like. What I know I pay for tuition and not the like hundred percent amount. Do you have to just buy a parking pass, Simon? I do. It's seven hundred bucks for the whole year. Seven hundred? Yeah. That's insanity. Holy cow. Yeah, welcome to research universities. Ah, uh, that's awful. Let's see, so I so like normally for me mine is about two hundred and thirty bucks. And I mean, I need to buy mine for this semester, but I haven't yet because I've been really lazy. But I keep yeah, forgetting for to file my FAFSA. <laughs> I just do that as soon as I can, so I just can forget about it. Yeah, it's just the thing is I always forget about doing it, <laughs> and then I remember it in class. I'm like, but I can't do that right now. I'm in class. <laughs> you should write it down in your hand. Or put That's it in your true. planner, Simon. So you know, Sam's over there pays nothing for tuition, pays nothing for housing. An annual permit at my community college was 95 bucks. That was for three semesters. See, that's... That's reasonable. That's Yeah, it's reasonable compared to your 700 a year and my 400. And I guess Sam's too, because he said his parking pass was 100 bucks. That means he paying, he's paying for a year what I pay for a semester. And a seventh of what I do a year. Yeah. Well, UCs are incredible when it comes to paying for things. So I know my school's parking pass is now the most expensive of any Cal State. And uh, they changed the rules so you can no longer use any Cal State parking permit on our campus because people were buying the parking permit at Fullerton, which was significantly cheaper. Sons of bitches. Dang. But, yeah, everything at a UC is more expensive than it is at a Cal State. Because you're paying for that, you're paying for that brand. Mm-hmm. And I suppose a better education, nominally better education. Arguably better education. <laughs> it depends on the field you're in. Yeah, college, it's very expensive. Mm-hmm. I need to 
thing is, I feel like I need to get a job, but I also would like to have time and also go to school and focus on school. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. If you're not taking, like, above 15 units, then, like, normally for me, like, I have time that if I got a job, I would have time for it. The issue is, like, as my... Yeah, the issue is build like scheduling it around school is very difficult because my class schedule like my schedule only like solidified on like on this very last Tuesday because I was still waitlisted for classes and I was still like figuring things out, so my schedule was very variable up until like the very last minute, and then as I'm getting like like the more higher level courses I'm taking, like the more difficult they become and the more time I have to commit to them, and so yeah, even though I'm taking like even though, like, I physically, like, have time in between classes for a job, I in no way actually have the time where I could have a job and get all of my schoolwork done and, like... Progress in the field. Yeah. And have, like, any time to myself to even, like, edit this podcast. Or just, like, not go insane. Exactly. So, I know, um, like, last year, um, I did have a job, and because I was taking, like, classes that I felt were very easy. I did have plenty of time for that job and all my classes and my classwork. But at this point, I don't think I could do it. Same here. The ideal thing would be get a job just over summer, but that's a whole nother realm of challenges of a lot of companies don't want to hire just for the summer because then you're like training a person who's going to leave very soon afterwards. So it's not a good investment. And then a lot of internships want you to actually, like, be there, and they don't pay very well. So if I get an internship at, like, a tech company, I've got to then show up, like, to this company in, in, like, Silicon Valley every day. And that's not financially affordable. So there's a whole lot of challenges when it comes to funding my schooling. I'm very thankful that my grandparents saved 20 years ago. So that I can not have to think about this for the vast majority of my time. Sam is probably the only one of us who is probably like like net plusing off of college. Yeah. Because he like one has a stable job, and two pays for next to nothing. Yeah, spends next to nothing compared to like what we have to spend. Oh no, guys, I myself spent $300. Oh, oh man. You that's, have disposable that, that's what income. Simon spent. <laughs> yeah, that's what Simon spent on his parking pass. Yeah, yeah, great job. <laughs> like, if I had disposable... Like, I used to have disposable income, and having disposable income is cool, because, like, I can eat out. I can buy video games, but now I can't. It's annoying. Yeah, on Impulse, <laughs> I just bought a video game today. <laughs> Just kidding, not entirely on impulse. <laughs> I was considering it for a bit. And then probably the bigger thing is Sam's not paying for housing. Because, like, housing is always significantly more expensive than tuition. Like, Especially in California. Same. Yeah. So like, even for you, Simon, where you're paying crazy rates for tuition, but your housing is probably still more. My housing per month is 650 So times five, you're paying about three grand. It's a nine-month lease. It's a nine-month lease? I'm talking about like, oh, you do quarters, so you do a weird math. So it's uh, almost six grand for the whole lease. So what's your annual tuition? Are you the uh, other way where housing's cheaper? 
Yeah, housing is cheaper than tuition. Tuition for a year is like 14000 Yeah, you're paying UC prices. Ignore me. For like, me, housing is significantly more expensive than tuition. Like CC prices are awesome, dude. <laughs> I miss CC prices. CC prices for tuition for like a semester is like maybe $1,500. That's just how it should be. I mean, you should just stay at a community college. <laughs> Yeah, but I can't get big brain. Big brain. Yes, keep paying CC prices by never leaving the CC system. CC. Simon, do you still have that job at the political thing? No. Or is the like election over and everything's done? No, I don't like have the time I would like to spend on it. Mm, fair enough. Like having an extra 300 bucks was nice. <laughs> Let's see. So, got 15 weeks. That means 15 weekends where I'm free to do stuff. You gonna come up here? Almost certainly. I do I do want to go to Santa Barbara, because I should check out my little brother to see how he's doing. <laughs> check on him, see if he's being yes, bullied. I'm bullying him. I don't even know where he lives, but I'm <laughs> bullying him. <laughs> no, I, I should check on how he's doing. Um, I don't know, my parents are more worried about him than they are about me because because of um, UCSB is it's more college than my college is it's probably the easiest way to phrase it good evening in 30 minutes the services desk and the art and architecture collection are closing it was at this point that Simon accidentally stopped recording End episode.